Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Audible.com. If you use our custom URL at audibletrial.com slash comicpop, you will get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. You can get over 180,000 titles that you can download onto your phone, either i or Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Use that custom URL of audibletrial.com slash comicpop and get yourself a 30-day free trial and one free audiobook download audibletrial.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Joel, uh, at least on the A side of our weeks of uh, of doing the show. We like to kind you, of mix it up. You, you say that now, but one day you're going to not have a guest for the B side of things, and you're going to be like, hey, Joel, you want to hop into this? Hey, Joel, uh, let's just do the show. <laughs> and, and depending on the topic, I might say yes. Oh, yeah, let's hope. Um, so today's going to be a little different. We're going to be uh, attempting to do a live audio commentary for the 1997 classic Batman Superman World's Finest, or mm-hmm. Superman Batman, depending on which... Uh, side you lean, uh, given the the hype of Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition releasing in digital, we figured why not give a commentary for a movie that's almost twenty years old. I know, right? It seemed it seemed like the perfect time for it. Right? It really did. It does technically have Batman versing Superman, and it has uh, uh, cool epic visuals that you haven't seen before in animation slash yep. movies. Uh, this, th- this was the beginning. This was the first of what would be many crossovers. The seeds of the DC universe or DC animated universe were planted here. I remember the day I realized they were gonna start doing that. And mm-hmm, it was when me they was when they launched the Superman animated series. And I don't remember which character. It might have been Ma Kent. It might have been Lois. But someone says. Um, you know, it's something like something about quote that nut in Gotham City, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, that nut. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's on Fox though. <laughs> what are they gonna do? And then they moved Batman to, to WP, and I'm like, the oh, here it comes. Yeah, then they made everybody into a triangle, which I'm, I am not a fan of this style. And the world's finest for me is like, it. They have the A team, like the A animation squad, working on this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's still everyone. Everyone's a triangle. I don't, I don't hate the triangle thing, but then again, maybe it's because I'm a little younger than you. Yeah. Maybe I was the target audience for the triangles. Where I'm like, yeah, everything's well, like, so slick and cool. I get that it was like, and you know what's funny? I, I know that it was all couched in the idea of like, it's sleeker and quicker and cooler. Modern. The reality was it was just quicker and easier to draw and animate. And so we can get out episodes faster. Yeah, so we don't all kill ourselves while doing this. Yeah, because uh, as much as I, you know, I appreciate the effort, like to get the episodes out on time, those those early Batman, the animated series episodes, are magic and a lightning in a bottle they're, and magic they're gorgeous you'll never works see again. of art that will never be rivaled. And and it's almost like I know that most of the all those studios are out of business or gone or, or moved on yeah, to bigger and better that's things. That's a tragedy. But like when you're doing movies like The Killing Joke or Batman Superman World's Finest, call them back. I like, know, right? If I would get one DC animated movie that looked anything like Feet of Clay or Heart of Ice, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I would pay double for that DVD or Blu-ray. They were they were movie quality animation on TV. Yeah. It was quite the time. I've never I've never seen animation like that before or since. It's it's evocative of Max Fleischer Superman, only it's oh, yes. better. 
the, the only place you'll see animation that looks like the old Batman, the animated series show, is if you watch The Big O, the anime with the dude who's basically Bruce Wayne because it was the same studio. Exactly. No, that was pretty pimp. Uh, so, yeah, what we're going to do here, ladies and gentlemen, is you'll notice there's a little bit of a, of a, of a timer right here in my corner. Uh, that's mm. because that's going to be the timer of the film we're watching. And uh, there's a link in the description of this video right here that takes you to wherever. I don't know where it takes you, but yeah, if it if it, if it worked and if we were, you know, you know what? Like, here's the thing. We have both, Joel and I both obtain and own uh, through legal means the copy of, of this film. And so we all own it. It's and Several copies, in fact, because I own the Superman DVD and I own an old VHS of this. Nice. I have it only on DVD. But uh, if you were to click the link in the description box below, and if it were there, uh, it might take you to the same movie we're about to watch. We're, we're not saying anything. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's there. I'm not saying that it's available. I'm not saying that it's free to watch. I'm just saying that there's a link in the description, and if you were to click it, you might have an easier time watching this movie along with you, us. You might have a great time watching along a classic movie with your two favorite comic hosts from the Elseworld Exchange. Exactly. That's what we're saying. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So... There it is in the description, and there it is on the on the screen here. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a countdown after we've let everybody set up. And uh, so make sure your your clock matches mine. And then what we're going to do is we're just going to say we're just going to do a quick countdown, and then we're both going to uh, sync our synchronize our our mouse cursors, and mm -hmm. then uh, and then there we go. Mm -hmm. So you know I'm just going to give everybody a second to like you know. Get, 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 well, get, get your popcorn, refill get your, your popcorn, drink. Refill your drink. Go into your DVD collection, get the copy of this film through legal and completely legitimate means. Put or, it into your, or, your or computer. Or the three episodes on the Superman collection DVD, which is going to be difficult because that's the thing. These were three episodes yeah. that they jammed together in a movie, which was very much the style at the time. It was. It was like having an onion on my belt, which was the style <laughs> at the time. Um, so back in my day, there were bees on nickels. Give me three bees, I'd say. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got that. Um, yeah. So anyway, someone says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna watch it on my Xbox." Fair enough. <laughs> and if it. you are listening to the Elseworlds Exchange at home, uh, just queue up your DVD copy. Make sure that the movie is about to start. Go through all the menus and opening credits and all that crap, so that just the the movie is about to begin, and then pause it. Uh, what you should see is, I think, a building uh, when you when you unclick it. So sync it up, pause it. Or pause us, and then when you unpause us, we'll uh, we'll we'll continue. Yeah, so and, and to think, everyone, once once we're done this, this is a commentary you'll have forever, and you can right. go back and listen. And I'm sure Sal will put it up on his SoundCloud. It as will well. be up on the iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere you can find the Elseworlds Exchange. It will be available, awesome. so you can uh, you can watch it anytime. You're gonna watch a Star Wars Christmas special instead. Good the hell luck. That is the most miserable viewing experience I've probably ever had in my life. I, I, I did that last year, actually. That was one of the last things I did at my hold outfit. We, I know. Uh, we watched the Star Wars Holiday Special. It was, it, it brought us closer together, honestly. It was kind of like a Vietnam experience is what it was. You weren't there, man. You yeah. weren't there. <laughs> um, that might be, yeah, it was unwatchable. And I watched it, it really all. It is. It's a perfect storm of bullshit is what I would call it. Yeah, it's so awful. I, I wouldn't even do it for fun. Because I was like, oh, this will be a lark. And my, my buddy had a VHS copy that he popped in, that he received, or that he purchased through a con. That He, he was much older than me, and he, he got it from a con, like, pre, 
you know, commercialization of cons. So it was like mm. a con in a basement somewhere, and some it's guys like, a like swap meet. Yeah, he's like, like I've got, I've got trailer. all of them. I've got, I've got the holiday special. I've got, you know, rare action figures. What do you need? I got Ewoks. Man. Basically, he ran into the dude from RE4. What's your boy in Strange? <laughs> you know, I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> That's a fine item, man. Strange. <laughs> People are asking if it's not that. You're like, is it that bad? Yes, I, re- I, I, run a- I cannot stress it enough. It really is that bad. Like, I didn't it's, think it was that bad, right? Like, it, I'm like, oh, come on, Art Carney and Harvey Corman and B. Arthur and Wookies and virtual sex. They, this mm-hmm. can't lose. It also has like heavy metal esque animation and the first appearance of Boba Fett. Yes, that's how right. could it? How could it fail on Done every? Done by Nelvana, a Canadian company. Nice. Everything is Canadian nowadays. They might as well redub Back to the Future Part Three and be like, "What do you mean, Doc? All the best stuff is from Canada." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. I, how could it miss on every conceivable level? Could it miss? That's that's how un because it's like it's actively trying to lose you because the first fifteen to twenty minutes are dedicated to Wookies talking to each other with no subtitles. <laughs> it's just unwatchable, and you, and also of course you get to meet like. Uh, Mala, uh, Chewie's wife, who's just Chewie in an apron, and yep, you got Lumpy. And itchy. You got you got Lumpy, his son, who is just like a an Ewok in a Wookiee costume. It's it's a disaster. It's awful. You know, it's not a disaster. What the Batman Superman movie that we're That's about right. to watch? That's right. I'm I'm spo- I'm stalling for time. So okay, here we go. Uh, let's uh, let's do a quick countdown here, and then mm. we will. Uh, I, I assume Joel, you have your your cursor on the uh, on the button I as well. Certainly do. Uh, so, all right. What we'll do is we'll uh, we'll count down from five. So we'll go five, uh, three, two, one, and then click. Right. That's okay. how we'll, that's how we'll do it. So it'll be good. Yeah. So it'll be on the zero. Do, do, do we all do it on the one or not the one or do we do the thing? <laughs> it, it, w- when you're working with cameras? Do you do the five, four, three, two, then the silent three? Two, yeah. One? No. In this case, we will say all the numbers. Okay. Uh, we're not we're not worried about clipping here. So, all right, uh, all right, everybody, ready? Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one, click. All right, I was right. It's raining. Nice logo. Yeah, this one carries the logo, so you know it's the special VHS uh, version. That's right. That's right. Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, the same dudes who worked on the Mask of the Phantasm, which for me is. Yep the best Batman movie ever made. It's really great. And in fact, if you want to know more about that story, you should read uh, Paul Dini's uh, book he did just recently because he talks about that time in his life when he was making Phantasm. Oh, really? Like that, you mean that Joker, that Batman, Joker, whatever, like the real, uh, d- a real d- d- the Dark, Dark Knight? Knight the tr- yeah, Dark Knight true Batman story. Yeah, that's what it's couched in. I haven't had a chance to read it. Uh, it's brilliant. So. It might be my favorite comic of the year so far. I thought it'd be a little macabre. I was like, when he, I saw him talking about it on ba- on uh, Fat Man on Batman, and I was like, this looks a little dark. <laughs> it's it's not actually. It's him telling his own life story. It is shocking how honest he is That's with cool. everyone and his life. Paul Dini like, seems I like a dude I would hang honest. out with. <laughs> I would not be that honest in public, yeah. Oh, the Jade Dragon China <laughs> is here, Joker. <laughs> good good uh, Big Trouble joke. Hey, I knew I knew Sal would appreciate it. Oh, I that. love Big Trouble in Little China. Who um, so Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. Uh, Wonderful. She's the best. Sorry, Tara Strong, but Arlene will always be the best. Never, never going to beat her. And, you know, it's funny. I remember in Arkham Asylum, her voice is getting a little weak. And I was like, yeah. oh, she's no. getting up there in age. She was. Yeah. She was in her like 20s when she started playing the character. And that was 20 years ago. So 
Uh, and also, if you love Sorkin, also read Dark Knight because she's a huge character in that, and they really hit home the real friendship that uh, she and Paul Dini had in real life. No way. For real. That's really cool. I assumed it was just about the fact that the dude got mugged one time and it was rough. No, it's, it's about his whole life and everything that happened around that point. It is shockingly good. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon is again... What a legend. Another, like, cannot be replaced... Irreplaceable actor. Totally. It's um, sad he's gone. And my favorite Bullock is... Yes! <laughs> I, the, Bullock is such a great piece of shit. I love it. I love Bullock. I hate this redesign. Nah, he looked better before. He, he looked, better he looked before. grimier before. Yeah, now he's just like a fat joke, which is like, okay, you know. He feels like trumpets would follow him around. Exactly. He's just a big tuba solo. This is, was this, for some reason, when they made the transfer in the Batman animated series from Fox, to, oh, Ephraim Zimbalist uh, as mm, Alfred, oh, yeah. also unre- irreplaceable. Um, when they made the transfer from Fox to WB, they did this weird thing where they, I guess, they must have either asked Conroy or Conroy didn't want to do it anymore, but they they replaced um, Conroy's decision to like differentiate Batman's voice from Bruce Wayne yeah, to Batman. Yeah, that's you know, it's I never really considered that until you brought it up. I. I loved that that outright decision Conroy made, where mm. where Bruce Wayne's like Lucius, what's up? Hi, <laughs> and then he's really Batman, and it's it's they're both very very different voices, but they're not like overtly stupid. Like where where are the other drugs going? It's yeah. just yeah, it's I, it's not a put on. Yeah, but for some reason Bruce Wayne talks just like Batman in these cartoons, and it's like okay, all right. That's yeah. that's too bad. I'll miss that. But don't worry because when Batman moved to WB, all like the really like cool Bruce Wayne stuff really went away. It did because it became more of a Bat Family show yeah. at that point because they wanted to involve everyone. Which honestly, I'm not complaining because I liked their take on you know Robin. I liked their take on Batgirl. I liked their take on all that. That's what I didn't. I didn't like any of those changes. I only really? I liked I liked older college age Robin. I was kind of annoyed that they like went over and just I was like I I understood why they like homogenized Jason Todd and Tim Drake and made one character. Right. But I was like eh. I I never was a fan of the of the Tim Drake redesign where it's all red. You didn't? No. I don't like I, that in comics. I don't like it in animation. I do like the Scarecrow redesign though. Oh, that's the best one. That's the only right? one that was worth a damn. <laughs> where he where he looks like a southern preacher. Yeah, that Yeah, a southern preacher fucking... like grim reaper type character. To the point where you didn't even know, is there a dude in that costume? I don't even know. Yeah, it could just be Fear Toxin. <laughs> does, he ju- does he just look like that all the time? Also, hey man, talk about another episode we might have to cover at one point, Over the Edge, arguably oh one God. of the best ones they did. That was that the best one run. in that second run, yeah. No question. Over the Edge is amazing. Stellar. Stellar, that has, stellar. That stuff. has an amazing Gordon. It has a great uh, performance by Batgirl, who's the... I think, is that Tara Strong? It's the replacement for the original Batgirl, who I... Again, preferred, but whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was strong by that point in history. Dana Delaney as Lois Lane. Who is also wonderful. She hits that wonderful thing of being hard-nosed without, you know, not, n- 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 not being, you know, overly, uh, I was trying to not say a bitch. But, you know, right, she's not, she's, not stone, bitch. she's not stone cold. Like, she's not, uh, yeah, she's not heartless. You know what's funny? She was, uh. She was Andrea Beaumont in Batman Mask of the Phantasm. That's right. And I I never even really put that together until, I think, this movie, when I was like, 
wait a minute. <laughs> now, obviously, they bring back Conroy all the time. They bring back... Uh, oh, bro, uh, 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 Tim Daly all Tim the Daly. time. Well, not all the time, but sometimes. Did, did they bring Delaney back for anything, or am I just drawing a huge blank? Occasionally, she'll play Lois. I think they didn't bring her back for Superman Doomsday. They didn't bring her back for the Brainiac one. Uh, oh, the Brainiac one is awful. But, they, uh, but oh, neither Brainiac one. Like, not the one with Supergirl, the one, the newer one. Um... They just can't do Brainiac right for whatever know. reason. Well, they, the animation, like Superman the Animated Series did, was the, I think, the only format that did Brainiac right. It's true. C Corey Burton there, when he first shows up yeah. uh, in that li little piece of home or whatever that episode was called. Mm -hmm. oh, so good. An amazing one. That, like, emotionless performance, uh, mm -hmm. just the motivation for Brainiac, redefined everyone's understanding of Brainiac. A absolutely. I, I like in that episode, he's kind of like, but you know what? I'm the real last son of Krypton. <laughs> I I I'm the greatest thing to come from that now dead planet. Yeah. Superman ain't shit. That's right. Oh, such a great... The, you know what's funny? And then they brought it all back around in the Justice League animated series where Ooh, yes, he and Darkseid team up. You're like, oh, this is amazing. To become Darkseid or Dark Brain yeah, or Dark Brainiac. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Brainy Side or whatever. Brainy Side. I'm glad they never gave that character a name. I'm so glad they didn't they don't they didn't even dignify that idea. Of course we're we're leaving out what's his name? Clancy Brown. Mm, who's I mean always amazing. There's a reason they keep bringing him back cuz he's perfect yep, in the role. He is perfect. I don't think what are they they left him out of something recently and I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, come on, guys. Mark Hamill. Mm, oh yeah. I mean, what, what what more can you really say? about Mark Hamill that hasn't already been said at this point. He is he is perfection. He is he is a nerd icon. He went from Luke Skywalker to being the best Joker in anything ever. Yeah. I, here's my issue with this animation style was these stupid was everything that was inorganic. Metropolis looks like Krypton. These these cars look like I don't know, toys. Drives me it's nuts. Too, it's too futuristic it's for too you. Fu I get the idea that like Metropolis, the city of tomorrow, but I'm also like this like there's there's a there's a frustrating lack of detail that I miss and I'm sad to, to like to see lose. I mean, look at Joker. Joker is just a series of triangles. No, no lips. Even Bruce Tim famously said that was like, yeah, maybe we should have given him some lips. Right. I mean, it's only his most iconic and identifiable feature. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The the big. I mean, he's just all smile. He's no red. He's no nothing. Yeah. I I always I always held this belief. Back when they were working on this show, because I remember even back when this show was still airing, Mark Hamill and uh, Kevin Conroy had commented on the Killing Joke. And they were Ooh, like, "Yeah, it's a good like. Oh, can't wait. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it one day." I mean, look, we're doing cartoons. This isn't really like appropriate for anyone, so we can't really ad adapt it. But I'd love to do it one day. I kind of hoped that one day they all they both just stayed after one night oh, and I then know, just right. recorded it because. As much as I'm glad we're getting it now, I kind of really, really wish we had gotten at least them to record it in the booth at their prime. Yeah. I want to hear a young Joker. I want to hear a young Batman. I feel like Kevin Conroy does the best at masking his youth. Oh, definitely. Or masking his age by, you know, being Batman. Because he's always been kind of gruff, so, you know, he's just being... It's true. He's just being more gruff now. <laughs> Gruffer than even before. But he, he did a... Like, talking about... Conroy's performances and how he's just so great and he was like I'm Bruce Wayne and then I'm Batman in Batman Beyond he manages to be both young Batman and old Batman simultaneously yeah this is that was where I was like oh great well he can be the perfect uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman and then they oh, got yeah. Robocop and I'm like alright he, he grew I, on me but 
Another thing I kind of dig about this movie thematically Mm -hmm. is, you know, of course, obviously it's the first big meeting between Batman (laughs) and Superman. But also it's like the first big meeting between Joker and Luthor and their kind of character journeys with each other are sort of mirrored where, you know, Luthor's like, I'm a god amongst men. You're a crazy clown. Why should I take you seriously? And Superman being like, well, I'm kind of an impervious demigod and you're a weirdo in a bat. <laughs> it's true. They, you know, as much as this, I, I don't think this is as strong as uh, Mask of the Phantasm because I think Mask of the Phantasm is a movie. This is a, this is a three episode arc. Uh, made into a movie. Um, One clearly had more money than the other. That's true. Uh, but these, th- the same pair worked on it, the same people, uh, and so the same level of quality is going to be in there. Yeah, oh, for um, sure. I for think sure. I think the re- when I recognized Andrea Beaumont was played by Danny Delaney was this, where I heard Batman and Lois talking to each other, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, I've heard this exchange before. <laughs> I-, I love that, too, that they automatically make uh, Batman into a romantic rival for Superman. That was, I felt like that was kind of shoehorned. I was like, why are you, what, what, do we need that extra element? It's, I guess it's a tad cliche where it's like, really, you can't have two powerful dudes in a thing together and, and not, not have, have them fight over the one woman? Yeah. Well, also, like, is it really a fight? You know she's not going to go for Batman. No. <laughs> m- m- maybe not all at once. No, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, look, Bruce Wayne is a charming motherfucker. He with is. A lot you of can't money. argue that. <laughs> but, I, you know, I've seen that interaction before in comics where Bruce is like, maybe even like just playfully flirting with Lois. And she's like, you're pretty charming. But you're no but farm nah. boy from Kansas. Yeah, really. You're not Superman. <laughs> you're, you're way too weird. I liked seeing Joker out of his element. I like seeing Joker in Metropolis, where they're like, yeah, it's no. it's a fun thing, and you know, I'm sure for a crossover, I'm sure they fought back and forth, where it's like, well, what city are they going to go to, yeah. right? Where should they spend the bulk of their time? I think that's why the second t- the, the second time these characters crossed over, they went to Gotham. They sure was did. Was that the one with Rachel Ghoul? Because that was really not strong. Uh, I think Raish came to Metropolis. I think you're thinking of the one where Batman was getting controlled by Brainiac, so Superman had to come and help out Robin. Yep, that's that was a good one, but not great. I, that's the thing is this is the best one when it, it comes to the animated crossovers before Justice League. Yeah, and then it was just all crossovers all the time. That was just taking a taking a minute to not talk about this movie some more. Uh, that that pilot episode for Justice League. The animated series, the first one, where like mm. was was magic. Oh yeah, uh, they're all together, all your heroes. But then George Newbern shows up, and you're like, "This isn't you're, Superman!" Damn it! You're, you're not my Superman. Well, it's funny if we want to talk crossovers. Technically, Batman Beyond did it first they with did. Uh, him joining the future Justice League. I loved that episode. Um, that was a great one with a great callback to a great Superman episode. They did because that was. Um, they they got the guy who played Superman's dad, dad to be old to Superman. voice him, and I'm like, and they're like, because Superman might sound like his dad when he's older. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty thoughtful. Solid reasoning. Because I, as a kid, I was like, that's weird. Why would they do that? And then I'm like, that's really cool. But uh, anyway, a- a- another funny thing that drives this crossover, and again, you were talking about the Joker out of his element and everything. I love Joker's motivation through this whole thing. Is money is yeah. what he wants. Joker's Joker's broke. Joker is broke again, which yeah. is another thing they would revisit. Oh, the in Joker's the millions. Joker's millions. A great yeah. episode. 
it's it's funny because you always have to think to yourself where it's like, yeah, this you know anarchistic clown performance criminal. He recognizes what, like <laughs> e- economics. Like, yeah, and it's like, what does he do to bankroll his many endeavors? Because obviously, guys like Two Face and Penguin, when they're not being super villain, they're like running drugs or guns. Yeah, or they're things, crooks. Like, Those guys are not like lunatics. They just they steal. Like that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like traditional bad guy stuff to keep the lights on and everything. But the Joker, you can't imagine him being like, oh, and today we're going to rob a liquor store yeah yeah it would be very beneath him i like to think that maybe joker just robs everyone else i guess like he sends cronies to like go into the the penguin's vault and take a couple of million out of there like you know he'll he'll forgive it because it's me Mm, well, that's, that, that was the fun thing about uh, Death of the Family, one of those backup stories where yeah. a crazy face cut off Joker comes to Penguin. That's right. And, and says, hey, I need you to bankroll my new crazy scheme. Yeah. And Penguin's like, are you nuts? And he's like, yeah. Obviously, I have no face. <laughs> and that's why you're going to pay me so I don't kill yeah. you. Now, this scene reminds me of the scene in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Yeah. When they're at the Bruce Wayne gala, and then like the Joker shows up, and all mm-hmm. hell breaks loose, I guess they just can't resist but but do this. It's too good. Yeah, this is this is the lighting in this scene is excellent. Oh God, yes. The, even the drink looks really good. This is just us being like big nerds who just like yeah. animation, <laughs> but like you can tell. Like I remember, like I remember realizing I was going to be an animation snob watching like like Tiny Toon Adventures and being like, ooh, the D-Squads on this episode, or like, mm. oh, there's actual, like, proportions in this episode. Like, yep. just noticing these things. Look at them, look, it, yeah, look at them getting fun, artistic. It's, mm. it's funny you mentioned the drinks and everything. I, I know the DC Animated Universe has had, like, a hilarious history yeah. when it comes to showing drinks and booze, not booze. I was yeah. re-watching a Justice League the other night, and, like, Waller... And uh, Waller and Lex are having a drink together, and he pours a glass of what is clearly champagne, but mm-hmm. they make a point of showing that there's a big apple on it. And go see, <laughs> look, it, they're not drinking booze. Yeah, no. No, it's it's apple-flavored booze. <laughs> yeah, really. Like how we're just shoehorning in characters. Here's Bibbo. Bibbo, man, how cool is Bibbo the Sailing Man? He is great. This is, the, this is the scene you think of when you think of this movie. When and we're at a strip joint, more or less. And that's, uh, that's Ray Romano's brother who would go on to voice Lobo, voicing Bibbo as well. He's perfect. He's a great choice for Lobo. God, yes. I, I love this scene. The the coloring, the, the lighting, It's it, these characters, like this I'm idiot a, I'm a monster. I'm a sucker for neon. Yeah, it looks good. Women in cage. I love Batman acknowledge. Like, they don't even, they don't shy away from this at all. Batman grabs the, like, the cage, the woman's and he uses it. <laughs> Sorry, war on crime. Yep. It's amazing. All is fair in war on crime. <laughs> this uh, this scene eventually leading up to probably one of the greatest broken superhero bro codes ever when Superman uses his, like, X-ray vision to see under Batman's mask. You peaked. I remember every time I watch that, I think of this moment. Maybe old school uh, characters or comic book readers will remember. Blood, but um, there was a moment... In, like, I think it was, uh, whatever his name is, I can't remember. But it was an old, like, 80s uh, retelling. It was the John Byrne era of Man of Steel, where um, Superman sends, like, a photo album to Batman to, like, figure something out. Mm -hmm. And then they, uh, and then 
Batman gives it back to, to Superman. And he's just like, the only thing that I learned from this is that Clark Kent is Superman. <laughs> and and Superman is like, that's okay, Bruce. And then he leaves. And and as, like, because Batman, like, tries to swing away and be a pimp like he is in this scene we're watching right here. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and he calls him Bruce. And Batman, like, slips on his rope. And then, he's, and then Superman flies away. And he goes, like, and to think of all the trouble I went through to sow lead into, like, my cowl. <laughs> and I would have loved to have seen that moment in this scene where he looks and he's and it's lead and he's like, don't tell reporters what your weaknesses are. Because <laughs> legitimately, he says like, I can't see through lead, Lois, and Lois like prints it in the newspaper, and you're like, what? Although this is a fun scene because it truncates it, gets it right right through there. Here's where Batman's the biggest pimp in the episode. Oh God, yes, and and this is the end of episode one too, so they yeah. leave you on a high note. That's right. You're like, oh, doesn't take much, does it? <sighs> Oh, amazing. It's it, it's that classic bit of, like, obviously when the heroes meet for the first time, they got to fight a little before yeah. joining forces. But it feels organic why they're fighting, because it's like, dude, you're messing up my city. This this isn't your place. Yeah. Although, like, obviously this place is full of bad guys. Like, hey, Clark, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what yes, would you say you do here? That's that's Superman's thing. You know, he's too busy fighting the big stuff. He's not, he's not a street-level hero, that Superman. That's right. That's why he needs to become Crime Buster. <laughs> I was just—I thought you were going to say that's why he needs steel and all those <laughs> other Superman family guys yeah. to fight traditional crime. Ugh. Wow, we're getting a little bit of leg here. Hey, uh-huh. Lois in an negligee, saucy. Superman can hear the 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 silk, <laughs> and he comes a running. Yeah, and yeah, then he can be—he can be Superman Returns and just look through a window. <laughs> Creepily, Gangbuster. That was his name. Not Gangbuster. Oh, there's a there's a winner of a moniker if I've ever. What heard a one. crappy character. I like Superman sleeps in pajamas too. Yeah, well, he's got to put on the whole the whole thing, the whole facade. Mm-hmm. I'm human. This is what humans do. This is what humans. I mean, like, I didn't come. Pajamas are comfy. Krypton, you're no. I I have quite a few pairs. Yeah, I have one pair. <laughs> I don't need more than one set of pajamas. I'm sure people are asking, are they Batman themed? I'm an adult, so yes. Yes, naturally. Another yes, plaid. <laughs> I love this. Hi. Goodbye. Damn they make it. those now. They make like crazy adult snuggies and oh, everything yeah. that are superhero. I think you can get them in like Star Trek and Punisher and everything. For me, if you go to like Target or Walmart or whatever, you know, just cheaper places to get like pajamas, like it's made of such crappy material. Oh, yeah. It's just like, what the hell? You know, Man of Steel, Superman would have just blasted through the wall and then just oh, grabbed Oh, fuck you. Now, here's a moment. I love these weird Daily Planet computers that are tethered to the desks. Yeah, they're kind of like, they're not quite typewriters, and they're not quite computers, because this world is still based in a sort of weird, like, 1940s that we're going for. Yeah. Hey, Clark. I, I like by the time Justice League came around, they just dropped that completely. Oh, yeah. Idea that we were in, like, a neo-1940s. Yep. But they did it organically, which well, I appreciate. And they were still, like, the Daily Planet's the same, though. Yeah, yeah, that place will always be the same. Because it's trapped in time, like Metropolis. It's yeah. timeless. Although I will say, Gotham looks... like By the time Justice League rolls around, Gotham just looks like the Gotham from Batman Beyond. Yeah. Which itself takes a lot of reference from Akira. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right down to the clowns that ride motorbikes. Yeah. See, now, I don't buy Bruce's motivation to be interested in Lois. I think it's just yeah. to fuck with him. Yeah, almost certainly. Be seeing you. It's either that or come to come to blows, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. It's weird. Which, I mean, we've seen how that happened in another movie that shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I, I guess I like the idea too, where it's like, you no, know, he's a demigod. Nothing can hurt him. He's bulletproof. How do I get at him? Yes. Ooh, I bruise his ego. With his heart. <laughs> Cut the heart out from the mouth. That's right. We attack his heart. That's a <laughs> terrible goblin quote. Uh, I love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> a true warrior attacks the heart. Oh my god. Well, I'm Defoe. I remember hearing that Defoe would spar like with uh, what's his name. Tom McGuire in character and really? would kick the shit out of him. <laughs> like, Who's the right. big goblin now? It's me. <laughs> huh? Whoa. It's a little move the car George moment. <laughs> getting uh, get, get, getting all the comic pop references. Out. That's right. Uh, the moment of Joker just holding Lois is pretty badass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. There are six guns on me. Whoa. <laughs> Because I've never defeated that before. Yeah. This uh, this being an interesting time in animation when you could still kind of show realistic firearms. Yeah, real guns. Yeah, not not lasers, not like you know pea shooters or whatever. Actual, honest to god guns. Yeah, I love oh, God. And even with the Batman animated series, they made like special gun themed episodes where they're like, yep. guns are goddamn dangerous. Even on uh, on Warner Brothers. Uh, no, it was, yeah, it was on the Disney afternoon where uh, Gargoyles did a whole episode yes, about guns. Amazing episode. Batman did too. Uh, they, it, you know what's funny? Batman was like, we did it too, but we just had one one line about it, which was the mm. Underdwellers episode where uh, That's right. the kid gets the gun and it's his father's like old like rifle or something like that. And he's he just says, kids and guns do not mix. Take it away. That's mm. it. Lesson learned. Moving on. Moving on. You know what else did it, actually? Well, technically it was more of a school shooting episode, but it was probably the last time you saw like an actual like gun. realistic firearm in a cartoon. And even then it was part of a very special episode of Static Shock. Did <laughs> a very good episode about that. Nice. I didn't watch Static Shock, so I would I would not have caught it. There were some solid episodes in that. In fact, the last season of Static Shock is nothing but crossovers with other DC shows. I assume he crossed over with the Zeta Project at some point or another. Uh, yes, he crossed <laughs> over with Zeta Project. He crossed over with Batman Beyond. He crossed over with uh, John Stewart from Justice League. Really? He crossed over with. Su oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. I remember. It I remember in the flashback or in the uh, the the time traveling episode, John makes a reference to. He's like, "Hey, Static," and I'm like, "Because they know you know Static." <laughs> they fight Sinestro. Yep, that's awesome. They fight Sinestro. He crosses over with Superman, and they fight Toy Man, of course. Static Shock, one of the best episodes they did is when he crossed over with the new adventures of Batman and they fight Joker. That's cool. I'll and it's a better designed Joker than the one in this movie. Oh, I will definitely have to watch it then. It's amazing. It's, it's great too because Joker comes to Static's part of town. And he's like, yeah, Batman locked up my old gang, so I came to your place. I want some super-powered gangsters to join me now. No, fair enough. <laughs> and, and the other gangsters are like, dude, you're our hero, Uncle Joker. <laughs> I like that. I love how Harley escaped the redesigns completely unscathed. Because she was already perfect. You didn't need to... She has more diamonds on her suit, and that's it. I think she has a little bit more of a blue face. That was mm. another weird thing. I don't know if that was just because it was like an odd shading issue or what, but... Eh. We want to talk about weird shading issues. Uh, Robin, back originally, you know, they could never get the green quite right yeah. on, apparently. yeah. They told many stories on the actual commentaries for those episodes. Like, and we never got the green right again. <laughs> you know what? As a kid, I didn't even goddamn care. I just no. liked, I liked Robin being, like, older. 
Here's Dan Turpin with his little like hand eyebrows, his Jack Kirby eyebrows. He's just oh. Jack Kirby. He's just literally. He, he, is, he is literally just Jack Kirby. So when they kill him off, spoilers, they make it a big tribute piece. To that was the unbelievable. Oh, yeah. When they killed him. Dark oh, God. just like, bye. And Superman's like, Bleh. he just beats that tank. And you're like, oh. Because you don't expect characters like that to die. It's it's a very Joss Whedon effect. You didn't expect characters to die. It was a children's cartoon. Characters didn't, like, characters with names didn't die. They'd get lost in the Phantom Zone or wherever. Yeah. Yeah, they get lost in the Phantom Zone. Get sent to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to think what the hell happened to Mary Jane in that Spider-Man cartoon oh again. She God. got lost where again? She fell like... She fell through a tour, like a, like a... A dimensional portal. Right. I think she was just literally floating. <laughs> like forever. Forever and But ever. she also was cloned using Hydra Man's powers, and that's where you got like the biggest performance out of out of, out of Spider-Man ever. Oh god. Mary yes. Jane! No! Oh my god. This guy is swinging for the fences. I haven't seen acting like that since you were looking for Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for it. Uh, now, now, what do you think of their overall villainous plan in this one here? It's like, you know, we're going to have a stealth bomber and stuff. That's weak. I mean, I guess it's better than we're going to build a big laser. I mean, like, a sky laser is just, like, the worst. But it was also ten years before they started doing sky lasers. Yeah, when those became real. Yeah. Um, this is... I love this interaction, too. Joker's like, I underestimated him, but then he's like, he's playing. He's playing Superman the whole time. Yeah, geez, it's funny now that you mentioned so much stuff from our cartoons where it's like, yeah, I'll have a killer robot army. Pfft, that's dumb. But now in a day and age of drone warfare, you're like, no, nah, that's scary as shit. That's yeah, real. that's a real thing. I forgot the acid. Ah. <laughs> Here it comes. I, I, I like his suit that he would wear sometimes. Yeah, this is, they, they brought that back from the show. Dr. Emil Hamilton built him that. Who turned... Who- when they finally ended this, like, the, the continuity for this show would be a big, stinky traitor. He would. I kind of like that, that he had a huge arc in Justice League and everything and all the stuff with Supergirl and Galatea and, and everything. And Superman just, like, shames him, and he's just like, I I am the worst. I'm shamed. You got me. You got me. I am shamed. <laughs> he walks him through the street like Game of Thrones. Shame, shame. <laughs> he pants him, no, March. <laughs> because, again, too, it's just like Emil Hamilton. He never hurt anybody. He was just such a nice guy. And then to see him become such a traitor. Such a traitor. Because he's like, well, you're scary. You superheroes are scary. Fuck you. <laughs> How many times have I helped you, dick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the Batman equivalent of that would be. It would almost be like if Gordon turned against you and said, well, you're scary, Batman. I would say someone like Leslie Tompkins or... That's uh, better. That is a good one. Yeah, because, like, Emil Hamilton was like a surrogate father figure for Superman, too, like another one. I think they did. In the comics, they made Leslie Tompkins into a traitor. And then they retconned oh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, at the end of War Games when she lied to Batman. With Stephanie Brown. About, yeah, about Stephanie Brown. She's like, well, it's too dangerous for kids to be sidekicks. So I'll kill her. <laughs> <laughs> or pretend to or some shit. Or whatever. Stupid. Man, I love Leslie Tompkins in the current comics. They can't decide whether she's, she's hot. <laughs> they go back and forth endlessly. Like, okay, she's an old lady for two issues of Eternal. Then she's young in another book. Then she's middle-aged in We Are Robin. They just cannot fucking decide what she looks like. That is, like, lazy. Come on. Like, just and I, just And do I'm it. sure what it is is that artists will draw her old because yep. that's how she's always been shown. Then they'll get yelled at later and be like, no, New 52, hip new universe. Younger Batman means younger Leslie. Yeah. Thinner Amanda Waller and hot Leslie Tompkins. At Waller's back to being fat now, thank God. I know, yeah. And it's weird that that's thanks to the movie. 
Yeah, they're like, ah, you know what? The movie is actually more in line with the original comics than ever before. Which is so. weird to say. Thanks, movie, for actually fixing something. It's funny. Um, look at this is the most tender Joker is with Harley I think ever. It's true. And I think he might just be doing it in a celebratory fashion. I was just watching a video that Max Landis talked about with respect to the Joker, and he was talking about how like. The joke, like if somebody showed him a scene from uh, Death of the Family, where Joker takes Harley and puts her in like the the like the dungeon with other dead Harleys. Oh, I hated that. That Suicide Squad yeah. tie-in. I hated that one so much. Yeah, he he said it was like lazy and stupid, and he's like, no, it's more interesting if like Joker is in love with Harley and like that scares and frustrates mm -hmm. him and like as much as he's in love with Batman yeah like he doesn't know how to deal with that and like, I, I, I like that interpretation yeah. it's funny they they never would actually go back to that whole cellar full of Harley's thing yeah, ever good. again they would never make mention to it as they shouldn't because that was stupid and horrible yeah um, for me, I don't think the jo I think the Joker is asexual. I don't see the Joker as like a rapist. I don't see the Joker as like interested in Harley sexually. I see Joker as manipulative. Yeah. And I see him as like not even like the the, the scene in Mad Love where like she's flirting with him and he's like working on bat plans. Like that for me is the Joker where he's like that's everything. I don't have time for you right now. Go away. You're so single. I, I need you. Divine. I need you to do things when I need you to do them. Not right now. <laughs> like. Yeah, he's so weirdly singularly minded. Yeah. yeah. I've always preferred that interpretation of the character as yeah. well. Yeah, I know certain writers probably. disagree, like Brian Azzarello and Joker, and even Frank I could not Miller care less what Brian Azzarello thinks about Joker. <laughs> I, I really could not give a fuck about what Brian Azzarello thinks about Batman or that universe. What a jackass! No, you know what? He's probably a great guy, but I do not like his interpretation of Batman in any way, shape, or form. He's got a lovely beard. Yeah, good for him. I also haven't finished. I have not finished Europa though. I gotta read that. Europa is really freaking. I read good. the first issue and I was like, okay, like this is the one. This is this is the first one I like. It gets it gets way better, and you know what? It seems like a story they had been sitting on for a no long doubt. time. Hell, hell, you know what? Turn Europa into an animated movie. Yeah. That's only four issues. You can make a kick-ass movie out of that. Well, just look at the Jim Lee art. Batman's back to trunks in that one, and they were like, "No, yeah. no trunks." Yeah, no, no trunks. Ugh, Batman, Batplane. Yeah, so cool. That was very sparingly did he use the bat plane because it's just like, okay, what's a situation where he needs it where he's not burning a ridiculous amount of fuel? <laughs> Because it's always like when he pulls out the bat plane in his own city when it's just like regular criminals without superpowers. It's like, I think this fight's a little one-sided, Batman. Yeah. I like Mercy. She's a new character. As yeah, far Mercy as the was animated show. For this, wasn't yeah. She? yeah. I don't think they ever gave her origin in the show, did they? But it's like she was a thief and she tried to steal from Luthor and so she did such a good job Luthor ended up hiring her or something. Yeah, they never they never told us in the cartoon. They were just like, Here's, here she is. I forget where they wrote it later, but they would write her origin later. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool origin. Yeah, it's cool. Good for you. Like, she's a new character, so that's that's good. What I don't like is for laughs, they do that thing where the girls fight. Oh, off uh, off camera, yeah. Well, they're all doing stuff. Not off camera. Well, like, sometimes off camera. In the foreground. You'll see them, like, and they're tearing their clothes off, and you're like, Bruce. <laughs> Come on. But Bruce, Paul, you're better than this. Come on. Because you know that, like, 
Bruce Tim, like if you ever look at his art books, like Bruce oh, Tim God. is a big fan of his characters having oh, sex with each other. Oh, he uh, he came out with a porn book called Naughty and Nice, which was literally just him drawing nudes. Yep. You can find those at Gohan. They're very easy to obtain, and I mean, you would just Google Bruce Tim's art, and you're like, oh, there Bruce, <laughs> here it comes. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. I do. I do like the the contrast of like them fighting and these two talking. Like, I think that's yeah. kind of funny. It, it is a bit where it's like, hey, the heroes meet for the first time, the villains meet for the first time, and the henchwomen meet for the first time. Well, they also. worked. They, these two worked all, like they they tried their little plan. It just didn't work. Yeah. And you can't blame them for trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just watching these two work together and talk to talk to each other is amazing. Oh, I know, right? It's. Uh, I, I was gonna say, you know, it's like Batman meeting Superman. But I'm like, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It, it's like you can't even compare it to anything because it is the thing you compare it to. Yeah, I. I don't. I. I get Luther pushing Joker around, and I guess it's because Joker is desperate. Like Joker needs his money. And you're in my city too. Yeah, but I. I could. I. I always feel like Joker has always got that extra element of like. I'm crazy. Well, like, they even say it later where it's like, you know, expect the unexpected with Joker. Yeah, but where Joker's just like, don't don't tell me what to do. Like, Yeah, he's, because, he seems like the ultimate anti-authoritarian. Yeah, right? like, because, like, I know you think I need you right now, but, like, the fact is I could just change my mind and then kill your family. Like, that's, mm -hmm. for me, that's the Joker, where he's just like, yeah, I need something right now, but, like, I could always change my mind. My mind is a, is a, is a you know, a bag of cats. <laughs> Is an ever-changing... I forget what story that it's was. It's a mosaic. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, where it's like, every day I wake up a little different. Yeah. I like that. Not that Some there's three I'll of me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Some days I'll throw a pie in your face, and some days I'll shoot you. Well, yep, I'm not you sure never what. know. Yay. Sometimes the clown, sometimes the killer. These guys get these characters in a big, bad way. Oh, God, like, yes. Be better than a lot. Yeah, they're like, let's see Batman into like intimidate Luther in a real Batman way. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's another real missed opportunity from the other Batman fighting Superman movie, where you never get to see the two really, you know, kind of lock horns as business people. Oh, sure you do. You get to see Batman take a branding iron and go like, I'm gonna brand you. Yeah, really. Business. <laughs> I'm gonna brand you. Because that's Lord so knows stupid. that. Because Lord knows Batman wasn't hardcore enough beating up criminals. No, I need to torture you with a hot brand. I can't get it up unless I give criminals the hot brand. I know, right? Who, who, like, doing? whose idea was that and who let that go through? I want to say that that's Batman definitely Zack Snyder's. Oh, of course. That Batman needed another thing. That Batman wasn't cool enough right? with everything he's done for the last 75 like, years. He smashes people's faces into walls and boxes and steel. Like, you don't need him to also have, like, a weirdly self-heating branding iron. Ritualistic torture, yeah. Yeah, it's just bizarre. I like also that Batman punched Mercy. There's no, like, weird sexism with Batman. I'll punch everybody. I don't care. <laughs> I, I have punched everybody. Yeah, I punched everyone. Ask Alfred, I punched him once. The only one I've never punched is Baby Doll. And it's only because, like, it felt a little weird. <laughs> but give it time, though. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Doll. First episode is the best. Unbelievably good. Oh, that ending. That ending shreds you every time. And they had the, like, I want to say it was, like, the Mask of the Phantasm team working on that episode. That was, like, that was the next phase A Squad animation on that. Mm -hmm. They would bring Baby Doll back again and put her in a relationship with Killer Croc. That's wasn't right. That was weird. Time. But fine. Yeah, this is just a word processor. 
Hey, Superman, what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> shoo, shoo. Hey, Clark, did you know we installed these handy-dandy security systems in the office? Yeah, it turns out Olsen was stealing pencils. <laughs> also, you're Superman. Uh, See, here, here's where the triangles don't work. Look at what a mm. brick shithouse Bruce Wayne is. It's true. Like, I get that he's big, but he's like a, he's like a, he's like, a, he's like, it's, it's like he's inflated. And you could argue that, what is it, in that other movie, uh, Affleck was working out really hard to try and look like a triangle. Why was he working out? Like, mm. it's not like the big confrontation was months away, it was only hours. Yep. You don't because <laughs> he he needs to get super jacked, bro, and hit this tire. You're just gonna you're just gonna exhaust yourself. You don't work out a lot one day and then, you know what I mean? Like and then lift a lot the next day. No, you're not gonna be more jacked. That's bizarre. It's like you know. I'm sure Snyder's a big weightlifter himself. I'm sure that's the workout regiment that he does. So he wanted to show it off. <laughs> yeah, I punch tires with sledgehammers and. Yeah, it's real good. Pull me good and jacked. Yeah. And now I'm sure somewhere out there, J.K. Simmons is doing the same workout plan. As I understand it, he was doing that for another movie, which I expected in the first place. Like, I heard, you know, I saw that picture of Jim, G-Y-M, Gordon. Yeah. And I'm like, no, Gordon's not huge. Like, that's not what that is. And then Every, apparently... Everyone who's cool is huge, Sam. Yeah, everybody's... Jim Gordon's a pussy. And then it's like, <laughs> uh, apparently he... Uh, J.K. Simmons didn't like that he was, like, getting out of shape. Mm. And uh, so he's like, I resolved myself to, like, work out anyway, but then the next character I'm playing between Gordon and this is ripped. Right. And he's like, I will have some muscles for Gordon, but I'm not going to look like this monster I do in that photo. Uh, man, I can't wait to see what happens when they actually do work Leslie Tompkins in those movies. How jacked do you think she's going to be? Oh, well, they'll just have Anna Kendrick play her. <laughs> Ronda Rousey is Leslie yes. Tompkins. Why not? I like that they did a callback to these weirdo uh, robots. Yeah. Like, in the beginning of the episode slash that's movie. What, that's what's called foreshadowing. That's good writing. Yeah, that's good writing. Um, now, now, the Batwing is cool. I don't know how I feel about Batman's, like, flying suit thing. I don't like it. I don't like how it looks. No. I, I think it's like, meh. Um, it, it's just not... It's more like they thought... They had the idea, and then they didn't, like, really work it out. You know what he looks like? He looks like Xanatos from Gargoyles when he would put on That's his That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Only Xanatos' was cool. Holy shit. Now that we have Disney owning Marvel, we could have a Xanatos-Iron Man crossover. Oh my god. They look the same. They basically do. And then Tony can be like, hmm, I have some ideas for some modifications. And then <laughs> Tony Stark can fly around in a Gargoyle Iron Man suit. Demon Man, Art, get on that. I want to see so much great shit that like Disney is just sitting on that they refuse to do anything with. Yeah, where's the revival for gargoyles in comics now? If you're gonna do a Sa four bush man comic, anyway. Samurai Jack is coming back. SWAT cats almost came back. SWAT but you cats. need to tell me there can't be any like anything new with gargoyles. Yeah. Well, uh, Greg Weissman worked on it, so no. No, apparently not. That man is cursed to have two amazing seasons of everything he works on and followed throw by. Throw it him. away. Yeah. I don't know what gypsy he offended in another <laughs> life that yeah. he is continuing that every reincarnation of Yeah, him. he ran over like the gypsy's daughter and she was like cancelled. Oh no. Um, it's like that movie Drag Me to Hell, he denied her a bank. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is where I was like, wait, these robots are that big? I thought they were little. The proportions were really confusing for these robots. Man, they're poor man spider slayers is what they are. They are. 
Man, those Spider Slayers are pretty pimp in the first I, couple episodes of that cartoon. Oh, God. Yeah. When they combined together as, like, a Power Rangers fan, that blew my freaking mind. And then they made them as toys, and you could do the same damn thing. I never owned those, but I always wanted to. I didn't either. I was like, no. It's my, it's my great regret that I never owned the Spider Slayers. Yeah, I love this. Lois, for real? No, it's not. God damn it. Come on. <laughs> See, this is the problem with doing commentary on stuff you like. Like this, you're by the end, you're it. just watching. <laughs> yeah. By the end, it's like, shut up. They're going to do some cool stuff in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Batman gets a lot of mileage out of the bat grapple in this. He really, really does. I, I like sometimes he'll go whole episodes or so whole stories without using it, and yep. then other times he'll lean on it totally. I miss the old grapple where it was like this big, complicated thing. Yeah, that was cool. And it made this like kaboom sound. This is just like, I mean, obviously he's like, it doesn't really fit in my belt very well. I need to get. I've, I've upgraded it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the old one was clearly a grapple gun, and then I'm sure you could make the argument it's like, well, Batman shouldn't carry anything that's even vaguely gun esque. Yeah. No, that was that wasn't a gun. That was fine. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna allow it. It's so cool. I'll give it a pass. Yes. Yeah. That's right. He puts it in the printing press. I was like, how does he beat this stupid thing again? Oh yeah. Back when people used to actually print papers, you couldn't do this nowadays. No. Oh. <laughs> now here's a question. Oh, that's right. He gets his mask taken off. God. Now you know there's a camera on that thing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but this was before the days of the cloud, though. So it's that's fun. true. <laughs> Yeah, it went into the iCloud, and that was the end of it. Everyone <laughs> yeah, got a copy. And that's how Batman got out into the world. And the also Batning. And then everyone got a copy. <laughs> the Batning. You, damn it, you beat me to it. I don't want to make a dick pic joke. Yeah. So I like where he's just like, yep, I'm Batman. So what about it? When I was going to tell you, fucking never, bitch. <laughs> and if you tell anyone, I'll kill you. I don't care if you sound like my old girlfriend. She turned into a goddamn ghoul monster thing. <laughs> and I didn't know. When I thought Batman doesn't kill people, I'll make an exception. <laughs> yeah. Superman shows up. Oh, big mo big robots, you say. Not hard to deal with. When you... No, not for him, it's not. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't fight giant robots in your city? It's a real occurrence for me. That was the moment I really liked in the one of the crossovers where uh, Superman dresses as Batman. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was a fun. Bit. And he then he does the voice of Batman. And he he's like, "How do you do that?" He's like, "Oh, I just flex my vocal cords like this." And he sounds like Tim. And he's like, "Don't do that again." I like he fights Bane in that episode too. Yes. And Bane, you know, I'm the man who broke the bat, and he tries to do it to yeah. Superman and nothing. He's like, "No, smack." Yeah, this is where I'm like the triangles. Look at how f he's, he looks like the size of a car. You know, it's if you go back in like my old high school like notebooks and everything, or duotangs because I'm Canadian. If you go back and look through those and you see all my drawings, I legitimately drew people as triangles and never really understood why until this commentary yeah. that subliminally. Well, it's just everyone's a shape. Everybody's. I mean, like, and it's funny if you ever watch the Clerks cartoon show. Um, they uh, in the commentaries they talk about like how everyone was a shape. Every character in the show was like a shape, either a rectangle or a tube. Or mm. like a or a triangle. It's just that all the men in the Bruce Timms universe are triangles, and all the women are like are, are rectangles. Yeah. Stupid sexy triangles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. This is definitely more Bruce Timm style. Yeah. 
I like uh, I think it was CR Chad Rocco. He's another art dude on YouTube, and he was doing a thing there where it's like, man, you know, all of Bruce Tim's women were perfect tens, and even the quote unquote ugly ones were at least solid fives. <laughs> Like, I think there's an episode of Superman where, uh, well, it's the first time he teams up with Dr. Fate, and there's, like, a goth Wiccan girl, and she's supposed to be, like, you know, homely and heavy sense. Like, she's really not, though. Yeah. I could I, I could see this woman getting a contract on that suicidegirls.com thing. <laughs> not that I ever go there. Not that I'm familiar with it in any way, or know anyone on it. <laughs> but, but hey, if you work there, though, let's let's work out some cross-promotion. <laughs> With Cave Jewel. Yeah, at my house. I'll make, I'll make a whole video. Man, this is great. Yeah. Hey, if, uh, if Rob can campaign to be Anna Kendrick's acting coach. Right? Yeah, you could, you, uh, you're like, I'll take the Suicide Girls promotion. I'll take that job. Here's the thing. With Suicide Squad coming out, how has those two oh sites in that movie not worked together on something? Yeah. Suicide Squirrels, Suicide Girls. I, yeah, here we go. This is where I'm like, okay, yeah, Joker. He's like, <laughs> you think you're going to betray me? I've already betrayed you. Mm -hmm. Well, you were thinking about it. I was already doing it. Yeah. And that's a classic villain thing, too. It's like, why did no villain team-ups ever work? Because, because they always, their egos get in the way. That's right. They always... They, yeah. The superheroes never defeat them. They defeat themselves. The, the only time I don't think that ever happens is when you deal with the Flash and the Rogues. That's one of the few situations where they actually stay teamed up. Yeah. And Joker just wanted the money to think if you just gave him the money. Just give them. Just give him the money. He'll still kill you, but it won't. It won't go out. Like it will. It will go on and on. Just give the clown the money. This is the third reference that I have ha I've seen today of someone defeating someone else with a yo-yo. <laughs> oh, really? What yeah. was the other one? One was uh, a reference to Doctor Strange the Oath. The other one was Ninja Turtles 2, Secret <sighs> of the Ooze, and now this. This wing thing is so dumb. Yeah, it's not great. He's like, it's a smile, get it? That's reaching. <laughs> Joker's got a joke, man. He he didn't have time to come up with his tight five for this scheme, so he was working on the fly. This is this is Joker, though, to a T. He's like, you betrayed me, even though I knew you were going to, so I'm going to destroy your city. Like, what? Why not? Wait, what? <laughs> also, also, talk about a plan that's so totally pre-9-11. Yeah. You, you can't really do a children's cartoon in which a flying, like, you know, vehicle annihilates buildings. Yeah, you gotta save that for the movies based on the children's work. Yeah. And come on, everyone, you know it's true. We love Batman and Superman, but these are children's characters. We enjoyed them as children, we enjoy them as adults, too. Yeah. You can have your cake and eat it, too. Yep. You can have your bat cake. <laughs> oh, there's one for Cape Kitchen. Gotta get some bat black cake. icing and then do the yellow bat on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. What exactly makes this bat cake? What percentage? Batman's like, I let you beat me here. <laughs> I I always do that. It's made well, of solid know, lead. Punch. That's another great thing about this crossover. They don't put any one character on a pedestal. This is probably one of the most even-handed crossovers. Yeah, Everyone they, feels useful. That's the thing is that these guys love these characters. Like they couldn't wait to do a Superman show, and they love Superman. It's a beautiful distillation of the character. Mm -hmm. And you know, and they obviously have a have a huge you know nerd boner for Batman. So it's like, yeah, no one looks like a jackass. Yeah, all the all the planets aligned on this one. Yeah, and then they just built it up until you get to Justice League Unlimited, and you're like, ugh, it's amazing. 
future. It's like, here, we brought in everyone, even weird guys who will never get episodes like Aztec or The Ray. Yeah. Oh, those are great characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to be in backgrounds of episodes. They sure did. <laughs> Aztec. I remember seeing a whole bunch of promos for that where it's like, you won't believe Aztec. I'm like, I won't because I'm not going to read this fucking thing. I mean, heck, uh, Guana Beast had an episode where he got to do stuff. Yeah. And those guys, Crimson Avenger, Crimson got Avenger. to have a line. Shiny Knight gets his own episode. <laughs> he does. Shiny Knight's awesome in that. And Vigilante. He's got to awesome. share it with Vigilante, but why? But if you're going to make a Shiny Knight episode, you might as well cross him over with Vigilante and move on. With the two, with the, like the two weird anachronistic heroes, where it's like, why? Why do we need a knight and a cowboy? Because that's the fun. Because <laughs> it is fun. Because they're both warriors with two different, totally different weapons. I love it in the elevator. They're talking about Dirty Harry. Yeah, I, I do believe that Dirty Harold fellow uh, completely <laughs> and utterly ashamed his order. <laughs> Booster Gold gets a whole episode. Not a single Blue Beetle. I know. Even though in backgrounds of episodes, you, you can see... clearly see Booster Gold hanging out with Blue Beetle. Yeah, not not a single one. That's too bad. The irony being is, like, they had ended that show a couple times. They wrote episodes. Oh yeah, that oh, that's... Back, then came back. <laughs> yep. And they're like, oh, I guess, we- oh, okay. Well, then let's 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 go bigger. Ugh, yeah. By the end, they had literally everybody. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, they everyone. You see, this is just the moment where like everybody gets to show how cool they are. Yep. And I forgot how how much they mess up the city in this. Yeah, I don't. I don't like how much of a dick Batman is. <laughs> like he never gives an inch to Superman. No. No, his 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 chest is permanently puffed. He never he never lets it down. Yeah, where he's like, you know, I never could have saved Lois without you, and he's like, yeah, and leave. And you're like, Jesus, Batman, t- tone it down. I'm cool. He knows who you are. He's <laughs> he's with Lois, so she's gonna tell him how big your dick is. Like, <laughs> No, but seriously, no, but seriously though, Lois, is he bigger than me? <laughs> There's no fucking. I love that punch. I don't know why I just noticed it. Like, but it's just this quick jab where it's like, mmm, where you back, know it did a lot more damage than. <laughs> back in the days when you could throw some real good serious punches without them throwing a bunch of white flashes in there. I don't mind the white flashes, but as Sometimes as long as cool. there's actual punches. I was just watching X Men the animated series recently, mm-hmm. and like Wolverine just threw people. I know he never. So did Spider-Man. Spider-Man was only allowed to like kick people and only into things. And this thing looks like RoboCop, Terminator, stupid. <laughs> it's the ED209's cousin. Yeah, looks awful. I remember it just looks like a hot. It looks like Joker made it out of but like c- other shit. <laughs> but can it handle stairs though? Probably not. <laughs> That's funny too. The idea that Joker built it himself—they always go up and down on how smart the Joker is, if he's actually technologically inclined or not. Yeah. Like sometimes he'll like steal hacker or kidnap hackers to do computer mm-hmm. work for him, and other times <laughs> he'll do it himself. Solid Robin Two reference. Mm-hmm. The Joker's wild. Which is a, yep, just a horrible crossover. We might do it on Baggers one day. <laughs> I don't know. Our Robin Hero Reborn episode was not huge, so I don't know how. I don't know if I can keep doing Tim Drake themed episodes. Even though you were so passionate about that one, it was a great episode. It was a it was a full book, and it's pretty solid. I think it's a great episode. That's always how it works. The one you're most passionate on is the ones that don't do good, yeah. and the ones you don't give a crap about are the ones that blow up big. Yeah. They were in like such a 
they were in such a weird mindset with Batman. Like, they're still kind of getting their bearings with their retooling of Batman for the show slash universe. Because Batman makes no attempt to save Joker in this episode. No, I guess they're like, well, you know, it's it's our our new universe with our new Batman. We can reinvent some things. And, like, he makes a joke about him being dead, and you're like, what? Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, figure this is Batman later in his career. He's seen the Joker almost die on several occasions and then not do it. Yeah. I'm sure he's like, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine, despite the fact that there's absolutely no way he could have survived this. <laughs> well, remember in Mad Love, he knocks him down a smokestack, and it's like, how does that not kill him? In the comic book, which came first, because I was about to say adaptation, but no, Mad Love was first a comic, then they made the cartoon. Joker legitimately says, not again, as he falls into the smokestack. So as if to, yeah, look, Joker always falls down a deep chasm and then comes back. I feel like you and I are going to do this dance forever. Ugh, That was such a depressing promise. I know, right? It's like, that's cool, but also, wow, that's horrible because you will. Yeah. And you can read, like, a bunch of meta-commentary in it, too, where it's like, no, really, no matter what stories are told before or after, we're going to do this forever. Yeah. No that's matter what... when you think you're happy. That's such be... brilliant writing. They The building is made of lead. Superman uses a lead-lined wall, which he doesn't say, aha, lead-lined, to smash the kryptonite. Yep. Like, end robot. Awesome. Smart, smart, smart. I did like uh, George Newbern's version of Superman. It grew on me, but at first yeah. I'm like, no, this is not Tim Daly. I am you're, not into this. You're not mine. You know, you're not the one I grew up with. Yeah, but he did a nice job. He worked really hard. Um, it's like Batman didn't plan on that. Like, what, what was that? <laughs> nice move, Batman. Smooth move. Yeah. Smooth move, Batfleck. I'm surprised <laughs> no one says that more. Yeah. Man, when's the Batman Superman World's Finest movie going to get an Ultimate Collection? Oh yeah, I don't think we're getting. <laughs> I don't think we're getting that. Twenty soon. years later, hey, here's a bunch of footage you never saw. Yeah, there's a bunch of animatics. <laughs> we do another callback to his weird marble bombs. Oh yeah, yeah. Which are then, of course, the way in which this thing is taken down. J- Joker has whatever he wants, man. He has razor sharp playing cards. He has acid flowers. Yeah. He basically has his own, like, Batman utility belt, only it's not a utility belt. Yeah. I love how Batman's like, you get Luther, I'll get Quinn, leave the Joker. Even Superman has no problem leaving the Joker. Yeah. He can, he can lift <laughs> even, the build, he can lift a building. He doesn't grab both of them. Even Superman knows he'll be fine. Yeah. This laugh, though, is... I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. But you kind of should, though. Yeah, you killed him, though. But murder by any other name is still murder. Exactly. That's okay. When if when I go to court, which will be never, I can argue <laughs> it. In case you didn't notice, Batman is judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. In in Gotham, maybe, but this is Metropolis, though. We 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 actually frown on that sort of thing. <laughs> it's weird that they took such efforts to imply Joker dies. Why? You know he did. You know he didn't. We know it's not true. Like, you know you're just going to use him again. I can't believe they only used him in that one Justice League crossover. 
Well, you know why? Well, because they they had like a moratorium. They were like, we're using them in the movies. You can't use them. Eh. The, the, the bat embargo, which meant they couldn't use any Batman characters yeah. in Justice League. Thanks, Nolan. Yeah. Which is terrible because you know we got cheated out a really awesome like Rachel Ghoul versus the Justice League story. Yes. We could have gotten a two-parter adaptation of Tower of Babel that would have been oh, a thousand God. times better than the movie we got. In, in fact, uh, what is it? I think in a certain episode of Batman Beyond, uh, he even says, you know, oh, yeah, Talia al Ghul, she uh, helped you stop, like, the near apocalypse of 2000. Of or something like that, yeah. Or something like that. I'm like, oh, my God. We could have had that. that <laughs> what? That thing. Yeah. It could have been referring to a real thing. <laughs> but now I just have to wonder forever. And like you said, when Ra's al Ghul came to Metropolis, it wasn't as good as it should have been. No. Ugh. And that was, uh, crap, who played Rachel Ghoul? What was his name again? Oh, the Loeb from Freakazoid. Yeah, I know, I know he played. Uh, what, David Warner. David Warner. Uh, he, is, he was perfect, perfect uh, Rachel Ghoul. Again, like, needed to use him in that movie, didn't. The way he says detective. Detective, yeah, he's amazing. Every time he does anything, he's in a Christmas Carol uh, adaptation and really ever and he plays Cratchit and oh, every wow. time he's talking to Scrooge I'm like detective <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't know is that Rachel Gould actually was Cratchit in one of his many long life <laughs> that for a bit yeah that, I guess this is the one moment where Batman gives Clark like a second of levity it's mm. like I'll be I'll be back to straighten you out if you don't marry Lois Lane or some shit but can't give him too much though yeah you give Whatever. Superman an inch, you'll ask for a mile. <laughs> so there you have it, everybody. Batman, Superman, world's finest. Uh, our long, rambling commentary about not this movie has come to an end. Um, <laughs> but, but didn't we have fun? But didn't we have fun? And there you have it. So uh, if you have your copy of the movie, be sure to cue this up. Uh, if you haven't already, and you know, watch it again. It's a lot of fun. Um, and if you liked what you saw or heard, let us know in either the comment section down below of this video or, uh, you know, via any of the many methods of reaching out to us via social medias. We got uh, lots. What you'd like to see us do next. And, of course, because it's the Elseworlds Exchange and because it's a commentary and comic book channel, we like to keep it kind of comic book oriented, mm -hmm. especially given the fact that we do have our own show here on Comic Pop where we do commentaries, yeah. which we're kind of playing with the name of right now. I think we call it Comic Pop Commentary right now. But uh, the fact is we don't always do comic books, as evidenced by our last episode. Episode, which we did Day. the Independence Day Extended Edition. So, uh, but on Elseworlds, if we do a commentary, we'll probably always do one based on a comic book property. So, yeah, and, and we got other ideas too oh, for yeah. stuff that you know that's around and everything. Some fun stuff that we've made mention of before. Totally, totally true enough. I mean, we could we could actually do episodes of things as well. So, if we, we want to do shorter totally things. Could. But uh, yeah, so I want to thank everybody for watching this episode. Thank my uh, co-host Joel for joining us today. A, a pleasure. We've wanted to do this since forever. We've been talking about this forever. We finally did it. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. So long.